Hey guys, what's going on? Zach here from the Guy Marketing Podcast. Hey, I got a special treat for you here today. Last week, I interviewed a good friend of mine named Aaron Nelson, who has been in the industry for 10 plus years. And we had amazing interaction and engagement with the group, with my Facebook group. And uh, I know you're going to learn a lot because I myself learned a ton from this interview. So buckle up and... uh, you know, if, if you're not ready to take notes, I guess that's okay, but you may want to make like a, a, a note on your phone or something temporarily to go back and re, re-listen to some of the advice here uh, given by Aaron. So without further ado, I'm going to cue the intro and, uh, and then right after that, dive right into the interview. Enjoy. Shut up and sit down. Have you ever downloaded that proven funnel or tried that proven marketing strategy only to see the campaign fall flat on its face? Look, I know I've been there. I've been there before, but now after years and years of trial and error, I've actually been able to hire the right mentors, figure out what works, and now I can confidently make any campaign work because now I know the secret sauce. I've created the Guide Marketing Podcast to be able to share with you all the tips and tricks and strategies that I'm learning that really make or break a campaign. Let me guide you through the abyss of information out there. Welcome to the Guide Marketing Podcast. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, we got, uh, Paul here as usual, and then the other guy. I don't know where he is for you. I think I'm pointing <laughs> at him. This. I think you're pointing at him. All right, that's Aaron Nelson. He's the guy in the hot seat today. So we'll be meeting you a little bit more, Aaron, in a moment. But guys, okay. let us know. Make sure you know. Help us make sure that we are talking clearly. You can hear us. You can see us. Everything's working fine. And of course, as usual, let's start out with some wins. So um, type in your wins in the comments. We will, of course, feature it because we love wins and positivity. Um, So Paul, what do you got? You got any wins this week? Yeah. So I've got this client that absolutely cracks me up. Like I'll suggest something one week and then invariably, like two weeks later, he'll bring it up like as his own idea and he'll win (laughs) So if I ever want to try something that he might not like, he might offer some resistance against, I just suggest it like, you know, in a rolling fashion, you know, just sort of like off the cuff kind of deal. And then like two weeks later, he'll be like, Hey, let's try this. This, is so, this I think this would be a good idea. So I had that happen to me this week. That was, it was kind of funny to just see it happen again. Are you referring to me? Because I do that to you all the time. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I do. He'll be like, he'll be like, hey Zach, have you seen this high level thing? And I'm like, shut up, Paul. And then later I'm like, Paul, high level's amazing. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> uh, oh man. Awesome. Awesome. Aaron, do you have any good wins this week? Oof. Uh, this was kind of a rough week for me. Like uh, my workload is really heavy, so so that's the win. Just surviving the surviving the week was my win, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Oh, a heavy a heavy workload is the win this week. Yeah, there you go. There being light. Perfect, perfect. I would say um I would, I would say a big win for me, my my podcast listenership went up pretty significantly this week and uh, which is interesting cuz I have not promoted any of it. Like nothing and i think it's because i've been doing a lot of organic content and i think people are just kind of finding it somewhere i don't know so that's pretty cool and i've been getting responses like somebody favorited it somebody you know responded back to one of the episodes and stuff so that's exciting hey donald thank you for that josh what's up good to see you guys thank you for being on here all right so here's what we're gonna do so 
Aaron Nelson is a very experienced digital marketer. That's the nice way of saying old. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, very experienced, 10 plus years. And we're going to get into that and kind of get to know a little bit about what kind of lessons you can learn. Because, you know, I've only been an entrepreneur for like almost three years. So and I've learned a lot. So that means that Aaron is like, a sage to me okay so we're gonna we're gonna kind of drill him a little bit and ask him questions about his journey we you know and aaron feel free if if <laughs> if we ask a question that you're not okay with just say eh, i'm not gonna tell you that <laughs> that's totally fine um very cool so aaron why don't you just introduce yourself and just kind of tell us a little bit about how you got started on your journey sure yeah i mean um <clears throat> I first got into internet marketing. I first even knew it existed. I kind of got sucked into a launch by uh, Frank Kern and Andy Jenkins. They were doing for a company called StomperNet. I think StomperNet is even around anymore, probably. But <clears throat> that was in the early two thousand or mid two thousands, probably like two thousand five, two thousand six. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really get into like advertising. Right away, I got into SEO, um, hardcore. Like I was an obsessive, out of control maniac about SEO for several years. Um, <clears throat> built all my own private blog networks and just did all this crazy stuff, right? Um, but then I actually got really, really sick um, where I was out of the game for a while. And when I came back, got back into things like in a real way a couple of years later, I had kind of lost taste for SEO, and that's where I started getting into Facebook advertising, copywriting, and you know what, uh, basically what most of us in this group probably do every day. So um, that's wow. the long and short of kind of you know um, where I've come from. So okay, <clears throat> what is it? What is it that attracted you first with the SEO side? <clears throat> you know. I'm not exactly sure. It's very analytical, you know. Um, there was something about building out silos and link building and, you know, I don't know, building out these big complex websites with this crazy uh, internal linking structure, like in just specific way, you know, so um, it definitely appealed to the nerd in me, you know, um, <clears throat> I think, I think probably that's, that's what sucked me in initially. So, gotcha. and then kind of the pride of it too, be like, hey, I ranked that site, you know, like, <laughs> do that Google search and you see your site up there. It's, it's, a, it was a fun feeling, you know, so yeah. Holy yeah. smoke. So you, so you, right now you're doing Facebook ads and, and copywriting and advertising and stuff. Um, do you work alone or do you have a team right now? Um, I have a team of, of VAs that um, I work with. So I have a couple of web people and I also have a copywriter um, <clears throat> in addition to myself. Like I, I write, um, a ton of copy myself, but in the overflow, I have a full-time copywriter also. And um, I'm at that point where I'm about to start looking for a second copywriter, actually. So, and then I have other miscellaneous VAs. So like I have two full-time and then others that are kind of part-time or on an as-needed basis. So um, that's where I'm at with that right now. <clears throat> yeah, so there, there's there's quite a few there that we can unpack a bit. So um, first off, like has finding what here's here's kind of a struggle that I'm sure a lot of people struggle with, myself included sometimes. Okay, mm -hmm. when it comes to getting a VA, I'm I'm I hear that that's like the best thing you can do as a first you know a first way to expand your team is get some kind of a VA personal assistant. But like, when when do you do that? <laughs> like, what's is there, do you know the right answer to to when to do that, or is that kind of like asking when should you have kids? Where there's not. Yeah. Like 
Well, I can't give you a good response on when the right time is, but I can tell you when when I did it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> when I did it was at the last possible second where if I didn't have immediate help, I was going to crash and burn like from too much work. So I went into panic mode. Um, this specifically with my copywriter, I had so much copy. It was impossible at this point to keep up with all these deadlines looming, right? And I was like, if I don't have a copy, if I don't get another copywriter, I am never going to make these deadlines. I'm going to have a bunch of upset clients, right? <clears throat> yeah. So within the space of a week, I, you know, I um, did the whole online jobs.ph. I, you know, I put out, you know, advertisements, different places. And basically, I had a bunch of people send me their work. I did a bunch of tests because copy is a tricky thing. You don't want to just hire anyone, right? Um, so I, I got a bunch uh, of tests back and, and ran some stuff and, um, you know, decided on who to hire at, at that point, right? But for me, I waited to the last possible second. I did the same thing with my web developer and my, my second web developer. So... You know, don't do what I did there. You know, try to give yourself <laughs> save some headache. <laughs> a little more time, but but yeah. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. No, that's really good. Hey guys, curious. Go, sorry, Paul. So real quick, those of you that are listening, by the way, if you have questions, pop them in the comments. Like that's why we do this live in the group because we want to make sure people can interact and ask their questions. Um, you've got a guy that's been in the industry for 10 years and has zero worries about getting new clients. So, and we'll get into that too in a minute, but Paul, what, what were you going to add? Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious, what is your vetting process and can you go into some of the tests that you do to get quality copywriters on your team or even web developers, whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of like with the copy, I basically have them do like a special project for for the copy that I needed the most of at the time. So like um, Facebook ads and emails um, were big on my list at that time. And then I also saw, you know, I looked at some landing pages, but I didn't make them write out anything specific or unique for that just because just of the time crunch. But um, I, I am totally happy paying for a test just because the pain of hiring the wrong person can be so high, you know? Um, and if you are, if you are dealing with higher ticket clients, they expect a certain level of quality, right? So sure. it's just not something that you, you really want to play around with, you know? So, um, and then in terms of like the web, web developers, I mean, in terms of essentially like building out landing pages and sales pages is what I'm really looking for like uh, on that end. So <clears throat> I'll do a few tests on like landing page and see some of the other stuff that they've done in the past too. So you, are you charging these like per project or is it hourly? Mm -hmm. My, do I, you mean, do I, do I oh, pay my VAs? Yeah. Do you pay them hourly or? Yeah. Um, no, I pay them, um a salary uh basically a, a monthly salary Got so it. so if i do hourly i found um <clears throat> it's easier it's actually less expensive for me to to pay a salary um than to do hourly so um and and for them too i think they prefer it a lot of times because they know they have like this fixed amount of money coming in every month you know so yeah. um if they if they like you know i will do hourly with with some of them like with some of the part-time people but my full-time guys i i do a set salaries or a, yeah set amount yeah co copies <clears throat> copies not a not an easy thing to delegate that's for sure what um what is no. that what does that look like your your top full-time <clears throat> copywriter how much are you paying a month for that you're not going to believe me if i tell you this <laughs> um, <laughs> I almost don't want to say it, because um, because he's from uh, he's from the Philippines, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and um, 
unbelievable oh. copyright. I can't believe I got this deal. So don't expect to get this, but I'm paying my copywriter $500 a month um, full for full-time work. And uh, he's pretty good. I, I will say though, um, I don't know if I just got lucky or what happened here, um, <clears throat> but I was pretty thorough in the vetting in the vetting process too, and you know it's not perfect. Like he'll send stuff that does need tweaks or corrections and stuff like that, right? Sure. But um, but yeah, that's what I'm currently paying uh, for copy right now. Um, oh, that's yeah. What's that? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but you yeah, got the deal. I got kind of lucky there, I think. So, so did you send him like? Did you send him like some of your the copywriting training that you have access to? Oh yes. Okay. Um, absolutely, I'm very free with that because, you know, um, he's he's learned from certain people and he's learned a lot and he's very good. But you can always be upping your skill level, right? And right. he doesn't necessarily have access to. Um, Gosh, I mean, like the programs and stuff here. Yeah, I mean they're they're expensive, right? Yeah, uh, you can. I'm sure just on copywriting courses, I spent ten, fifteen thousand um, dollars. It's so easy just on the copy, you know. So to give him access to that is win-win for both of us because he's an absolute freak about copy. I mean, he he lives it every day, right? Um, when he's not writing it, he's studying it. So I want to give him every opportunity for that so yeah I'm, I'm very free with my courses that i buy that's <laughs> amazing mariel's asking the copywriters through upwork new new right nope. you you went through a variety of job sites and stuff in the specific to the philippines and is that right yes um he i went through different job sites but he happened to come out of online jobs um dot ph so oh yeah. off that site actually so okay so that's a good that's a good resource guys if you're looking for for a va a quality va maybe check that out onlinejobs.ph you can get you can probably yeah. find one yeah i mean you still have to filter through a whole lot of bad people right or or even if they're not bad they might not be a good fit but but sure. there's a lot of good people on there for sure so all right, so let's let's talk about let's switch gears before you had a team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. What what did life look like? You said you got a you expanded the team right before you were about to crash and burn. Like like how many yeah. clients did that look like and like yeah, explain that a little bit. Um <clears throat> I would say so I used to kind of focus mostly just on like inside of Facebook only, right? And I didn't really do the landing pages. I didn't really do the sales pages so much. Um, so I could take on a higher number of, of clients. Of course, I, I had to charge less for that, but I could take on like a higher number of clients. Um, but for where I'm at now, um, when I hit kind of that crash and burn point, I was probably at seven or eight clients um, where I was, you know, doing everything from start to finish, like having those onboarding calls with them where we go over the, uh, the avatar and all those different pain points, all that stuff, all the way from that to writing the copy, doing all the creative, writing out the landing page copy and the build and the sales, all of it. You know, wow. um, so, well, I'm sorry, not the build, but but like everything up to that point. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once I kind of hit that point, I was like, I'm I'm not I can't maintain this anymore, you know. So um, <clears throat> that's when I um, that's when I started looking for uh, for a little bit of help. So especially with the copywriter, because I had had a full time <clears throat> uh, web person like web developer mm -hmm. who was also pretty proficient with design for a while before that. Um, but then bringing on the second web web guy and then the copywriter was when I, when I started taking over more pieces of the puzzle myself, you know, so. I see. So you expanded your team, you started expanding your services mm -hmm. as well. 
Well, yeah, the reverse of that, though. I started expanding my services. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but I hadn't expanded my team yet, so. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So, so I'll tell you this. Pro it's it's interesting. This is and the reason I like going like that. We're, we're kind of going backwards in time now. So we're, we're kind of like talking about you've got a team. How'd you get the team? Why'd you get the team? And what did it look like before the team? Like most people aren't even there. And and I, I like to cover that kind of thing because when you get there, guys, <laughs> just know what's know what's coming and like be prepared. You're gonna have to vet and find team members, and maybe, maybe you can do it a little bit before Aaron did to avoid some of the uh strain, right? Yep. Um, because I know we can we we can all talk about the overwhelm as uh, you know, like everyone talks about being overwhelmed. It's just a word, but there's real meaning behind that, right? There's like, like it, it feels, it's like pressure. It's like constant pressure where you just want to pass out, you know, like it, it's just so bad sometimes. So it's actually really, really bad when it gets to that point. So um, I like to emphasize that. But so most people though, in this group, um, I would say are probably in the spot where they're getting clients what were you doing to get those that first seven or eight clients? Oh, you know, um, <clears throat> I've tried all sorts of things over the years. Um, when I first started out and I was an SEO, probably one of the first things I tried was, was I mean, they talked about going to BNI meetings, so I went to BNI meetings. Um, they talked about going to uh, those like meetup groups, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd go there, um, like helping people in marketing groups online. And um, let me think, what did what did I used to do? I was always always terrible on on phone sales, you know. So, um, but but I found that I had a lot of luck or or a lot of good results when I would do, and this was way back, okay, so this is years ago, okay, um, <clears throat> when I would make video um, responses to people like who are needing help. So like I'd, I'd basically analyze their website, the, the number of backlinks they had, the competition they were up against, and go over that with them, right, um, on those video like um, yeah. at Loom, but Camtasia, it was Camtasia back then that I used, right? Those yeah. are really effective, you know? Um, I started transitioning into Upwork um, and, and getting clients that way, which there are some good clients on Upwork, right? Um, you, have to, you have to weed through a lot of bad ones, but there are some in there you know, that are, that are decent and get like, start getting that experience. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? Um, one of the, I think the thing that really started that really kind of catapulted me was um, I was out there trying to figure out like Facebook ads. This was again, several years ago. And I was asking for help in a marketing group and on a chiropractor campaign and an agency owner <clears throat> six months later, happened to see that post, right? And I ended up getting interviewed uh, for a job in his agency. Um, and I got picked up for, for a while, like as the digital ads manager of his agency. Huh. And that that is what started gaining me, like where I started gaining like real experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where I think after the first $100,000 or so in ad spend, um, I was like, really starting to get a feel for like how things worked, starting to get comfortable, you know, yeah. um, with with things there. So, um, and then from there, after I left, just, you know, it was a slow stepladder up, basically. It's like, okay, um, now, I'm, now I, I, I still went back to Upwork, but now I'm like, hey, you know, I've spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in ad spend and I've yeah. got this many leads in this niche. And so I was getting higher quality clients and stuff. Now today it's basically um, pretty much all just referrals, you know, at this point. 
So um, and you're 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 even overflowing. You're you're past capacity at this. Point. I am past capacity at this point, which I never thought I would ever say. But yes, I. <laughs> yeah. Time time to get back on the online jobs. That uh, ph. Oh man. <laughs> That's actually on on my to do list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. So that's amazing, and that's and I think that's a, a a good thing. So when you were struggling getting clients, or maybe not struggling per se, but when you're doing all these different activities, going to these meetings and stuff like that, did you have <clears throat> did you have a full time job? Um. I had a business that I was a part of with my dad. I'm. Um, okay. I will. I'll, the way I'll answer that is, for part of the time, um, in the beginning when I was still doing SEO and stuff like that, I was working with my dad in a family business, um, which is a screen printing company. Um, but in 2015, um, I moved on from that and and went pretty much just full time in this. Well, not pretty much. I, I did go full time in this. So, got it. So yeah. <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's take a look at some of these questions here coming in the group. Yeah, Josh has got a really good one. And I'd actually <laughs> like to follow up on this one. Paul, it like cuts off your face. <laughs> 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 so when did you make the shift from working in your business to working on your business? That is, when do you know when to stop doing all the work for your clients' businesses and start looking for people to do that work for you? Josh, I mean, that is such a good question, man. Um, <clears throat> I would have to say the answer to that is it's something I'm still struggling with. Like, it's something I'm still learning today. Um, I would have to say, uh, because if you, if you let it, this lifestyle um, will consume you, you know, um, you will spend 12 hours a day. You'll spend 16 hours a day. You'll go to bed thinking about campaigns at night and wake up. You know, you'll you'll fall asleep at at midnight and wake up at 5 a.m. thinking about these campaigns and different angles and how to do it right. So um, <clears throat> for me, I'm a late bloomer uh, to that. I'm not. You know, um, I'm maybe slightly OCD. You know, in like maintaining every piece of the process even when i'm working with that so that's something that's like a personal thing that i'm working on actually letting go i would say um it's just something recently this year that i've <clears throat> um i've really started to actively seek out and um let let the pieces go to other people and just trust other people um to, to do those and still keep a close eye on it right because um, yeah. people will do, you know, employees are still employees and sometimes they'll get by with what, you know, they can get by <laughs> with, right? Um, but, but yeah, just kind of letting go. And, and that's something I'm still struggling with, I would I say. Think, I think part of, cause I, I, I feel you on that one. So I think part <laughs> of what, what I struggle with is, um, I'm a big, like, get something done kind of guy, right? Like I even, it's like, I put on the blinders and it's like, here's my thing. I must get it done now. Right. Yep. And because of that, the problem is in marketing, it's never done. Literally <laughs> your task list is unlimited. And the moment you feel like you're at the bottom of your list, like there's a million more things. Um, yep. Because even if you get all the, the tasks done, guess what? You still have to now, what else can I do to bring in more people? Yep. Right. And, and so it's like this, this never ending, it will never end. And that is where it becomes challenging for people that like to just get stuff done because you 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 will never be done yep. yeah and i think that's such an important point you make up it is there's it's so psychological like you have to be i'll speak for myself i have to almost on a daily basis make peace with myself like make peace with the fact that um, I'm going to get to the end of my day and and not actually be done for the day, right? So there's there's kind of like this emotional hurdle, or there's something there. You just you just have to have, let it go. I have the same problem. Yes, that's exactly oh. what it is. <clears throat> Love so it. We okay. talked. 
Sorry. We talked about this in the Inner Circle Mastermind last night, but oh. one thing that it was a recurring theme. And how do you prioritize those tasks so that you're not spinning your wheels on mm -hmm. like a click funnels button color for hours <laughs> on end or something stupid? You're actually moving your business forward and you're growing it and you're actually doing things that are improving your the momentum that you have. <clears throat> I would say for myself, um, I've, I've actively been trying to focus only on where my strengths are and, uh, and only on what I personally enjoy. Right. So for me, that's, that's like a lot of the copywriting. Um, that's what I enjoy. I get lost in it. It's also the most difficult thing to kind of outsource successfully. I'm lucky I do have a good copywriter now. Um, but so that's what I try to focus on, you know, and then I try to like outsource these other things that I'm not as good at or that I don't enjoy to other people, you know, um, but again, you know, you, you just got to let go, you know, of, of certain things. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's hard, right? It is that's, hard. Yep. Especially it is, it is very, very difficult. I like that. And I guess, I guess what I do, um, have you guys ever heard of flowy work? I'm sorry, work flowy. I don't think so. No, I recommend it guys go to workflowy.com sometime. It's basically an unlimited to do list. Like you can kind of like, oh. you, you know, like, uh, work projects, you know, you have this client all and then all the projects and then this client, all the projects, and then you can even, there's unlimited like sub tasks. Um, it's pretty interesting. Anyway, I, I like to focus on money-making activities, right? So it's, but, but I like Aaron's approach almost more. Like it's less about what's going to generate the most money. It's more about what do I like to do? <laughs> I think I can learn from that. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Well, um, you know, if you, if you think about it, not to harp on it too much, but honestly, um, <clears throat> I've, you know, I've recently, you know, recently gone through a divorce. Um, I have battled illness, you know, throughout my life and life is short, you know, um, as marketers, we have, well, I'll speak for myself, this obsessive nature where you're always learning and the platforms are always changing. So you're always sucked into something, right? But life really is short. So um, if you're not doing something that you enjoy, then what, what are you doing it for to begin with? You know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, what are, what are we, what are we really taking with us? You know, after this life, you know, is it, is yeah. it really about the money or is it about other things? And that's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. yeah let the money be a byproduct of your passion. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. It's interesting guys, because like not to get too manifest woo woo stuff, but but legitimately, it's it's weird how like if I if I really focus and I and I exercise, I listen to podcasts, I read, I meditate. If I make sure I do those things in the morning, even if I sleep in, and now it pushes my whole day back. But when I do those things, it's like everything starts to work out, you know. And then the moment I don't do those things because no, I got to get this task done before ten a.m. Blah 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 blah. Well then boom like it's like everything falls apart <laughs> it's yep. the weirdest thing in the world yep so you guys see that url workflowy.com go check it out it's pretty awesome um i'm a fan <laughs> um cool let me get back to the comments here we have more questions so many questions okay so big way into joss yeah that one i wanted to hear this one what was your biggest mindset shift that allowed you to really grow oh that's an easy one raising my prices and not just a little bit, a lot. Raise your prices. Whatever you're charging, you're probably not charging enough, I would say. Um, in order to do quality work and to actually grow. Um, and the, the reason I, I'm answering this as the mindset shift is because it was so hard for me. It was yeah. so brutally hard for me to if you're not scared, you know, to, to tell the client your price, if you're not nervous, then you're not charging enough. That's what I would say, 
right? You should be scared at least the first times. Now I'm just like, you know, but, but like the first time, like the those first few times you should be uncomfortable telling, telling that prospect your price. Wow. That's what I would say, because it leads to everything else. How can you hire good people if you're barely scraping by yourself? You can't. How are you going? How are you going to to have the time? We're talking about time and stuff here. Like you're not even going to have a chance to break away from your business. You're always going to be on that hamster wheel, just barely making ends meet. Right. Whatever you're charging, start charging more. You know, that's that's what I would say. And Josh, just because I know you, um, that is wonderful advice for you, my friend. You you definitely need to do that. So did you do that overnight or was this like a gradual process that you increased your price? How'd you go about um, that? Pretty much overnight. I was like kind of reaching the end of my rope. And, you know, the the clients that I was that I was dealing with were kind of lower end, right? And here's the thing about lower end clients. They're harder and more work than higher end clients. So there are multiple positives to raising your prices. You're filtering out all the bottom feeders, right? And and that's okay, but like they have a they have in general a lower if if they're if they're barely paying their own bills, then they're going to be on you for more and more and more of your time and energy, right? Yeah. But if if higher price points are just part of their advertising budget to begin with, yeah, um, then their expectations are going to be set a little bit better, and they're going to be easier to deal with in general. Typically, the higher paying clients are easier to get to get along with to to deal with. You know, so you're making more money and your life is more fun. I mean, your, your life is more comfortable, right? I don't mean bottom feeders like in a, in a bad way, right? But I mean, like the, the lower end clients tend to be more difficult to deal with. So it, it's almost like, like, for example, I think, um, you know, I got this client uh, who were, is literally testing us. He's got a marketing budget. He's got a marketing system that is working, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, hey, guys, I really like your content. I really like what you guys are doing. What uh, what can we do? I, I kind of want to test you out, right? So then we can put out a nice fat price, and he has no problem paying it just as a test. And if it doesn't work out, he doesn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because he's got, you know, so it makes it, it makes it more like, and then when we ask for, hey, we're still missing testimonials, or hey, we still need this from you, you know, it's not like a urgent, urgent, go, go, go. It's more like, a, you know what? You're right. Let me get that for you by the end of the week. Yep. Right? And it's it's much more relaxed kind of environment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's great advice. Really, really good advice. So does um, the price, does that filter out these clients and these prospects or... Do you do you find yourself actively seeking out businesses and clients that you know you're you're more aligned with with your your ability to add value and deliver result commensurate to that price increase? How's that work? Yeah, well, I I try to marry the two together. You know, um, have have a higher price point um, in an area that I know that I can add value to the client. I'm kind of at a point now where I almost feel comfortable in any niche um, as long as I have the information back from the client, like the what I require, like what I need in order to make it work back from them, um, especially kind of in the coaching arena. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I try to marry the two together, you know, to, to give my clients the, the biggest bang for their buck, right? So yeah i you know there's i have one tell me if you've had this aaron um i've i've had i've had it before where when i charge something really high the client feels like they own me right it's almost like i paid this much 
now what do you mean you can't get back to me within you know within an hour mm -hmm. right like aren't i like your vip client yeah. <laughs> like do you have any any way how do you combat that <laughs> um honestly i'm i'm pretty bad at that because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm such i'm i've come to realize that my personality is pretty relaxed you know um so i do sometimes get caught up in that um there was one client here recently i'm still working with her but <clears throat> you know i had to set some boundaries um i think that and i'm still not i'm still not doing this the way that i should but i think setting expectations up front in the beginning um is helpful with that right so we're gonna have we'll have this number of calls this is like specifically what i'm going to be doing you know we, we can meet once a week kind of thing um for x amount of time you know and then of course things you know you don't have to be super rigid about it but just kind of like to draw them back to the first conversation that you had with them um that's the first thing but honestly I, I had more problems with that, I would say, with the lower paying clients um, than I than I do with the. the I, I would more. agree. I think I think it is more common as you charge lower. It's it's less common, but it still does happen. I think something that that I'm implementing is kind of like business hour procedures, right? It's almost like, hey, you, you need support. You email this email. Here's when we get back to you, or here's our time frame to get back to you. Mm -hmm. um, if you need support over the weekend, we do bill by the hour, something like that. Like where it's like, because you know, customers, at least in my experience, they tend to think something's urgent that's not urgent whatsoever. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many examples. It's it's like the most ridiculous thing. Uh, anyway. So, okay, good, good, good. I like it. This is all, all good. Let's look here. Hi, Aaron, could you see yourself completely automating your business so you can get in on to the next one? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I could see it. It's not something I've done yet because I've, I've kind of, I mean, I've, I've toyed around with and I'm actually starting starting along that road a little bit more, I just keep getting pulled back into client work. Um, <clears throat> but of having a membership site and something that's a little bit more autopilot, right? And I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm addicted to the stress of <laughs> it or what, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like I keep, I keep getting pulled back into client work and essentially, you know, agency life I, I didn't set out as a goal to build an agency but it's kind of just what is happening accidentally you know, all home, right you know aaron have you heard of uh have you heard of ravi something he's a he's a two comma club guy in click funnels land okay. Um, okay so something that he does is he actually has he he builds out a business he doesn't really Per automate it per se, but he actually gets a VA to cover every aspect of it. Okay. So, and then, and then he can just kind of step back and all he does is build content for the business because he's like the face, right? Yeah. Um, so see, have you thought maybe of that? See, that's the smart way, right? Um, it's something I've thought of, but it's it's not something I've put the energy into to do yet you know mm. but um but yeah i mean i've thought of it i've discussed it with other marketers uh, you know even the possibility of partnering up and making something like that happen but um but yeah that's a that's on my list i remember um <clears throat> about i think it was june of last year june of 2019 i sat down and i said to myself aaron by this time next year, you're going to be client free, meaning like one on one higher ticket clients um, with that intention behind it. Right. With with building out something like that behind it. And here we are, at, you know, <laughs> 20, 2020. And clearly that hasn't happened yet. But um, 
<laughs> to, to be fair, I'm pretty sure 2020 was a big wrench in everyone's plans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll blame it on coronavirus. So yeah. right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. No, that's good. And, and Caroline, thank you for, for the question because that's, you know, it's something important that a lot of business owners, you know, all of us, we should really consider and think about how we can create a system that's essentially going to work and run the business for us so we don't have to like how crazy would it be if we took a vacation right oh like like what yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm not even saying like a week i'm saying like 3 days like can like we do three, it yeah <laughs> start small right um so anyway so that's that's really good caroline thank you for refreshing our memories on that okay get this one this one's good as a seasoned digital marketer if you had to start over tomorrow what's the first thing you do for the thir first 30 days to generate cash flow Oh, wow. Jeez, Josh, you've got a lot of good questions, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> Who invited? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I had to start over, like, you mean like no clients or no knowledge or just no clients? Just no clients. Just no clients? Oh. Um, <clears throat> and I had to make rent as fast as possible. I mean, I would just, uh, you know, I'd, I'd pretty much have to jump back into client work. I would have to say, you know, at least to cover that that first month. So, um, if I had no referrals, like if my referral system was gone, also, yeah. Oh man, because I've been kind of riding the gravy train here for a while, you know. Um, <laughs> been out of the out of the out of the game a little bit with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically I'm uh, like my, most of my sales calls are like, you know, they're, they're already about 90% sold when they come on. It's, it's pretty nice. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I would, I'd have to go straight back into client work basically. So, cause that would be the fastest way for me to, to, you know, be able to pay my bills again. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Hey guys, that's, that's the way it is, right? You, you, you service is easier to offer them than a product. I mean, it's just, you can also charge more for it. So it's it tends to be a really good place to start. Also, if you think about like that, what do they call it? It's like the, the quadrant of mentality. I don't know where you got employee, self-employed, business owner, investor, right? Mm -hmm. So self-employed is, is an easier jump from employee, which is essentially offering yourself, you know, your services um, versus business owner. That's when you make that shift to like, let me get a bunch of VAs to do this for me or let me do this or that. To automate it better so interesting very very good this is <laughs> josh so we can put your answer in the russell brunson's 30 day <laughs> um and uh this was from earlier i thought it was hilarious uh donald said i literally had to tell someone <laughs> someone tell me why they wouldn't buy my seven dollar product unless i walked them through everything step by step oh man you need new clients donald <laughs> new clients yeah you, or you could say, look, I, I will. I'll walk you through everything, but it's a bump. It's an order bump of $1,000. Yep, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Marielle, I'm glad, I'm glad you're liking the discussion here. So this is good, guys. This is good. We're Let's just keep drilling Aaron with <laughs> everything, that, everything he's gone through for the last 10 years. Um, oh, and one thing I will say, too, if I could add something quick. Um, if I were just starting out, like if I had to go back – to 13 or 14 years ago or whatever when i first got in what i would first start studying um instead of seo i would have gone directly into copywriting because <clears throat> copy is where the sales really happens like um where you're tapping into like the emotions of that person and if you think about it too <clears throat> it's the words not just not just written words, but like the spoken words that sell people and that move people. So um, even in our day-to-day -day lives, right? Um, you could have a friend or a spouse who puts you down with their words. Like people get depressed over what someone else tells tells them, like says to them, right? Or they get like inspired through words. And the same thing happens in your sales copy, right? You can inspire someone. You can tap into certain emotional triggers 
and inspire them to take that action that you want them to take, right? And it's something that I completely ignored for years and years and years and years until I finally got it through my thick head, you know. Um, <laughs> we have those in marketing. <laughs> there's, there's always something that's not getting through my thick head. So yeah. Oh yeah. It took me forever. So if I, if I were just starting out, I would totally, I would dedicate enough time to getting good enough at copy where you can at least, even if you hate writing, at least be good enough to recognize what's good copy and what's bad copy so that you can hire someone to, to, to write good copy for you. Right. So, great. um, that's, yeah. that's, that's so good. And, and for those of you that, <clears throat> that have access to uh, copy King, there you go. That's all, that's there all you, you need. <laughs> 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 a little mini plug. All right. Guys got a good thing here. Did you take any courses from Jeff Walker? Yeah. And if um, you have any other courses that you want to recommend or even your own shamelessly plug it, shameless, a shameless plug. Yeah, no. Um, I haven't personally done anything uh, by Jeff from Jeff Walker. I've taken a number of, I mean, I've taken, I'm not even, I can't even count how many courses I've taken over the years, but the course that, that most changed my life um, was code to conversions by Chris Rochelot. That is that like in terms of moving the needle in my mind, um, both in, in the way like that audiences respond on Facebook and like um, <clears throat> writing out like stories, like embedding sales messages into stories and, and that sort of thing. Um, I would say that's the single biggest turning point for me um, uh, in my online career, you know, um, which yeah. I, I've, taken a, a just a, a sick and sick number of courses over the years but can i but yeah. can i um i'm just really proud of something can i just like be a little arrogant for a moment please like yeah as if i haven't been so far okay so <laughs> um so chris i actually had the opportunity to do a job for chris uh a few weeks oh. ago like a month ago oh um, wow and okay. It was amazing. I got to consult with him a couple times. Um, just an outstanding opportunity. And well, the best part, though, I'm telling you, is so great. Uh, he gives me all the details, everything that I could possibly need to make an ad. Okay, how nervous would you guys be if you had to make an ad for Chris Ruffalo, uh in one of his clients? Right. That's I was. I was rewriting that thing so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, man. <laughs> Do I have the epic formula? I don't know. And uh, anyway, so I ended up, I ended up showing him, you know, on a Zoom call, right? On a Zoom call, he's looking it over, and I'm not even joking. Like he changed like one word, and he's wow. like, "This is pretty good." Wow. <laughs> and, <gasps> this wow. Is so it was, it was amazing. It was a great experience, but. Uh, and the reason Guy was asking here about Jeff Walker, I know I know Guy's um, being mentored by Mark Lack, and Mark Lack recently had Jeff Walker on on a meeting, and it was uh, very, very good. Jeff Walker focuses on launches, mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of what ClickFunnels does, a lot of what Steve Larson does, what do they do? They follow Jeff Walker. He's the guy that taught them how to launch. Yeah. Okay? He's, he's like the launch guy. So um you know aaron if you're looking at making a course and stuff like that for yourself like with caroline's question um mm -hmm. uh, you should definitely look into jeff walker for sure yeah it's what's one of those courses i've just never got i mean i've been through multi like several of his launches right mm -hmm. um but ironically I've, I've just never pulled the pulled the trigger on getting his launch course to do my own launch right so yeah but uh <clears throat> absolutely i'll have to invest in him too <laughs> is this just rumor or did he do the launch on a presidential campaign um in the past i'm not sure guy do you if you know that guy just pop it in the comment i'm not sure myself okay okay i i heard he did but i i wasn't sure so yeah cool mm -hmm. and then josh here's another one good one what are the <laughs> podcasts <laughs> or top three books <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, 
Well, you know, top three books would have to be like uh, Breakthrough Advertising for sure. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Uh, Mastery is a good one. Um, <clears throat> let me think here. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, hold on, I have to grab grab this book because I'm trying to think of the name of it. Is go two okay? Yeah. Is Okay. No, it, it, go grab the book. I want to know what it is. Now. Okay. All right. Give me one sec. I'll be right back. Okay. No problem. Cool, guys. Um, so we've got nine minutes left. So if you have any burning questions, pop them in those comments. These are great questions. Really appreciate the the uh, participation tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> this has been awesome. Yeah. This is great. I learned so much from Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it's just good to see the perspective from looking back at 10 years. Like all the things that we're doing that he's just like, you know, you don't need to make that mistake. Yeah, it's fascinating. Actually, I grabbed a couple of books here, guys. A few <laughs> more than three, Josh. So, um, <clears throat> so um, it depends on what your personal interest is, but uh, there's a book called thinking fast and slow. And this is great for like, he goes into detail. It might be too much detail, right? But like he goes into, <laughs> he goes into detail in the way that human beings process information. Um, and essentially like we have system one and system two, um, like kind of thought processes. And essentially um, we've like, he basically goes into a lot of detail about how we make decisions based on emotion before, like the decisions made subconsciously before we even realize that it's been consciously made. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's good on that. It's a little bit geekier. Um, but if you're into that kind of stuff, <clears throat> you know, um, wired for story is also good. Um, this talks, you know, about like, writing story, you know, and, and the way human beings, um, human beings like receive information. Um, also contagious um, is another good one. Um, propaganda, mastery, I would say, and <clears throat> the laws of human nature. Mm. So like, these are the kind of books, again, this is my area of interest right? Um, but like, I'm very interested in what makes people tick. You know, yeah. why do people make the decisions they do? Why do people buy versus not buy? You know? Um, so, so yeah. Love it, man. That's, that's great. I mean, that's how you can, that's really the key to persuasion, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. <clears throat> amazing. Absolutely. You got another one here. Do you leverage any cash flow through affiliate marketing? And if not, what struggles have you come across? You know, um, I do not. I, I never got into affiliate marketing. Um, it's something that I toyed around with doing, but I think I learned kind of early on the difficult the difficulties of affiliate marketing and um, decided to like... <clears throat> it just wasn't an area of interest for me personally so much. And so I decided to go a different route. That's equally difficult, but, um, more on <laughs> you know, what I enjoy. <laughs> so. Cool. That is great. Well, Aaron, I just want to thank you so much for being here. I know, um, sometimes it's a hassle on a Friday night. It's not an easy ask, but, uh, really do no, appreciate no it. We Very much. I mean, goodness, I learned a ton just from this hour. Yeah, um, it was. My list has grown. What's that? My reading list has grown. <laughs> You've got uh, six more books to read now. <laughs> so I think, uh, guys, make sure, go, go friend. One last piece of advice. Go be Aaron's friend on Facebook. Sorry, Aaron. But no, for real. His Facebook feed is so... A inspirational and B hilarious. It is so freaking funny. Um, he does like these random. Where do you get these line one liners from? I don't know. Some sometimes I see them and I I just like you know post it. And sometimes it's just weird, random crap that 
pops in my <laughs> brain. Like the the and only like, thing the only thing that can shut my pie hole is a piece of pie. <laughs> you know, like, these these little one liners every day. It's just it's it's so fun. Like I'll go in there like every three days and I'll be like, I need a laugh. Let me just go look at Aaron's profile because it's hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> cool guys well hey thank you all for being here and participating as always um my call to action to you guys today besides go friend aaron i am actually doing free strategy calls um no selling i'm not gonna sell you okay like for real i just want to help i have some extra time i want to help so if you go to the guidemarketing.com scroll to the very bottom of the page there you'll there's a button to sign up for the calendar so go do that um i've actually my tuesday next week is almost full so I might actually have not too many left, just so you know. But I want to help. I have some extra time. So feel free to do that. Otherwise, thank you guys so much, and have a good weekend. Thank, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. It was fun.